Welcome to This Week in Brattleboro History, produced by the Brattleboro Historical Society. It's fundamental to what our country is about that citizens can have their two cents worth and can criticize, disagree, speak out. There's nothing unpatriotic about it. Shoshona Ryan, 1988. With the exception of the Civil War era, the Vietnam War era was the most divisive period in American history. Vietnam divided the country between doves and hawks, hippies and rednecks, conservatives and liberals. Many Americans became committed activists. One was Brattleboro's Shoshona Ryan, says Ryan. There are some people who are still angry that we didn't do more to win the war and they feel that the American military had their hands tied behind their back. They're angry at what they feel is a military betrayal. I think that's a bogus argument. We did everything but drop nuclear bombs on Vietnam. We invested so many of our young people in that war, and so much money. The people who were orchestrating it knew that we were telling lies about why we were there. We sent over so many young people to be maimed, killed, turned into drug addicts and traumatized. In her early days in the anti-war movement, Ryan recalls, There were maybe 500 of us who marched down Fifth Avenue, handing out flyers to people on the sidewalks, saying why we should not get involved in this war. Whatever was going to happen in Vietnam had to be decided by the people of Vietnam. We had no right to interfere, let alone invade. The response of people on the sidewalks was, I remember people in New York calling from the side, why don't you go back to Russia? Another demonstration that I participated in was to get attention and shock and make a point. We put out a press release saying that a dog was going to be napalmed. The news media poured out even before the event. This is terrible, they said. We came out with the dog as if we were really going to do it. These people were just looking so appalled. And then we said, hey, we're not going to napalm this dog, but look how shocked, how upset you were. That one dog was going to be napalmed. We're napalming people all the time in Vietnam. U.S. Army veteran of the war, Brattleboro's Jerry Gagliardi says, I believe that individuals made that war come to an end by asking difficult questions and by making a great deal of noise on the streets. I think that the media should be credited for covering the riots. Brattleboro's Peter Gould was living at Packers Corners Commune in Guilford at the time and explains, The anti-war movement was just beginning to heat up in 1967. I was not going to walk away from that. It seemed like a very important struggle to be a part of. Jerry Gagliardi was drafted and served a tour of duty in Vietnam and remembers, I did not feel it was right to go in there and I wasn't the Lone Ranger. People were either classified as hawks or doves. Hawks wanted to go to war and take care of business, 
It was wrong for us to go over there and put our nose in other people's business. I wasn't on the front lines. I worked behind the scenes, so we had more time to discuss the war. My opinions might have changed if I was on the front lines. What choice did I have? I was drafted. It was either go over there or go to jail. I was forced to roll the dice and take a chance. While in Vietnam, I grew to have strong distrust for our government. Dr. Robert Tortoloni spoke with the Brattleboro Historical Society in its Oral History Project and says, The typical American soldier was a young fellow who would rather have been home with his family, but thought that because he was drafted, his job was to do what his country asked him to do. And they did it well. They were very caring of their colleagues. I think they performed as well as soldiers ever performed in our armies. I'm proud to say that I was involved with taking care of them. They were great. The fact that it was an unpopular war, I hope that we'll continue to work on healing this country. That's our job. And when people are finished doing their job, they should be treated respectfully. I think that's very, very important. Veterans are a special group and tend to be very patriotic. And I'll tell you, when I put that flag out every day, it's different for me than it is for some people. If you're fighting with that flag, it's really something. People have died with that flag over their heads. It makes a difference. Bill Fleming served in the American Army in Vietnam. He was not happy with the United States alliance with Arvin, the Army of the Republic of Vietnam. We found the South Vietnamese were worthless, he said. They wouldn't do what they were told. They wouldn't hold their ground. On the other hand, Jerry Gagliardi states, we didn't have an advantage over the North Vietnamese. NVA, North Vietnamese Army, VC, the Viet Cong. They had a passion for war and they wanted to drive us out of Vietnam. Vietnam wasn't typical warfare. We were fighting on their turf. The Vietnamese were very crafty. Fleming remembers his daily activities. The infantry would go out in the field for 10 to 12 days and they'd come in. We'd give them showers, feed them, doctor them up, fill them with popcorn and send them back out in the field. They would guard us. We played music for them, gave them a basketball court they could play on. Africans from Chicago had to play basketball. They played all day and night. There would be a firefight going on and they'd be playing basketball. It was unreal. We were constantly waking up in the morning to find 200 bodies laying outside our tents. They came in during the night. The next day, they'd be on helicopters moving through another unit. Morale factors were really high in those days. The Brattleboro Historical Society asked Fleming, Bill, did you feel inclined to wear anything that would identify you as a veteran? You have a hat on today. Fleming became animated. No. I got out of the service. I burned everything. I got a trash can and I put all my boots in it. I bought some lighter fluid and said a couple prayers and I burned everything. Nobody cared. Why should I? Fleming was offered the opportunity at the end of his tour to re-enlist. I took my re-enlistment paper, ripped it in half, and threw it at the commander and told him, I want to go home. Once home, Fleming determined to... Honor myself as a person. I honor myself as a vet. I'm proud to say I served, and I didn't have to go. Jerry Gagliardi says this about his return to the States. You have to depersonalize a lot of things. I found myself trying to be very unemotional about the various aspects of the war, and it carried over until I got back home. 
It took me a while to realize that I wasn't over there anymore. I may have said things or done things that were wrong. I had a form of post-traumatic stress, but I feel I was a lot better off than some others. Continuing with his experience, Gagliardi adds, You have to shut out emotionally. It is impossible to take it all on. We had inventory with a lot of dead soldiers. I had to write letters home. I tried to be as objective as I could. We saw firsthand the effect the war had on the citizens of Vietnam. I looked forward to my homecoming so much. I'm thankful to have pleasant memories of that day. I did not want to make a big deal of it. I wanted to sneak back in. The simple things were so nice, especially having indoor plumbing. I shaved for 12 months in cold water. As a soldier during the time, you knew you had put in 365 days and you were completely done. Psychologically, there has to be a beginning, middle, and an end. There were probably doves disrespecting soldiers when they came back. No one spit at me. I took the uniform off pretty quickly when I got home. I wanted to integrate myself quickly. I would have nightmares about once a week for a very long time. The flashbacks were draining, but when they receded, I was relieved to discover I wasn't really in Vietnam again. Peter Gould explains his rationale for coming to Vermont during the war era. Younger anti-war people came to Vermont to try to make a new life. We found that many of Vermont's old farmers had lost children who died in the war, or they went to the war and came back wounded and upset. When the older farmers saw us arrive with our interest in that old hay rake, that old side of resin, that old metal tool, they were too happy to show us how to use them. We got here just when there was a year or two left of work. The Historical Society wanted to know how the conservative, so-called backwoods Vermont farmer meshed with the lifestyle of the new arrivals, liberal, forward-looking. Did Gould think that the farmers might have envied him a little bit? might have wanted to emulate the new arrivals. In the Brattleboro area, there was suspicion, some resentment and animosity about what was happening at Packers Corners. Gould did not understand why. What have we done? What did we do? We were actually working to open up a new garden over there. It was grassroots organizing because the garden had gone back to sod. We spent a lot of time out there pulling up grassroots and weeds. We worked really hard. There were a few people here who were more in the news because they had things to say about the United States' involvement in the war, but for the most part, most people came up here to live. There were about a dozen. We came because we had had enough education. We had had enough talk. We just wanted to learn how to work with our hands and bodies. And if there was hatred out there, I think it was probably a knee-jerk. And it was not based upon knowledge of us and who we were. We were not very much of a presence in town. I had times here where I never went off the hill for a couple of weeks. Gould has written that he was angry at his country because of Vietnam. I came up here and I realized there's so much more to my country than what I've known about. We were just a cash economy here. Nobody had a credit card. We had a 10-year mortgage given to us by the farmer's wife. We paid about $225 a month for 10 years to own the farm. No bank involved. All cash. Incredible. We never missed a payment. We never sold a drug. We also had parents who would come and visit. They were a little envious of some of our lifestyle. They saw the success and the fun we were having and the abundance of food. 
good, healthy, outdoor activity. They would ask, can I help? There's not a day that goes by where I don't use some lesson and skill that I learned here. There's also not a day that goes by where I don't think the fact my orientation to money actually was formed here. I can be satisfied with much less than other people. Social justice was at the forefront of everything we were doing. I went on to fight the enemy yeah, back home and the enemy is me. I said I'm back home and I'm the enemy. Please join us next week for another story from our community's past.